This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome back to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dush Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Gibbler. That's me. And Gibbler, our next guest, needs no introduction. But since it's audio, we probably should. We should. <laughs> he will yeah. be performing at the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis starting Thursday, October 17th at 8 p.m., Friday, October 18th, 7.30 and 10, and Saturday, October 19th, 7.30 and 10. He is an Emmy Award winner, a Golden Globe Award winner. He's been on television. He's been on the movies. He's even been on Broadway. Without further ado, we might welcome. have been one of my first crushes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, that's not awkward now. I know. <laughs> Sorry. We welcome Mr. <laughs> Jeremy Piven to the show. Jeremy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be your first crush. And, <laughs> and now the, the real test is if you come out to the Helium Comedy Club in a couple of weeks, will I make you laugh? And I, I accept that challenge. I, you know, you what? know what? I feel like this is a challenge we should accept. That's right. We we have vacation go. that weekend, but we may even delay it a day just to come out and hang out with you. Oh man, that's that's <laughs> that's too that's too much damn pressure. <laughs> you better bring your A game. <laughs> My A game. No, it's 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 actually it's funny you say that because I I remember I was doing a play and Angela Lansbury came backstage and she said to me she was very very sweet and she's someone that's you know, is probably will go down as the most prolific actor ever. I mean, she's in her 80s. She's performing eight shows a week uh, on the West End in London. And she said to me, she she was very kind, but she said, you don't do that every night, do you? And I said, what? She goes, that performance. And I said, yeah. She goes, oh, my dear, you, you, you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> and I was like, what? She, she said, you have to develop a B show. <laughs> that's your that's your a show it's you need to be some sort of a b show and i i you know i'm from the stage i grew up at the piven theater in chicago grew, grew up studying with my family and um the the form that that really unleashed what i can do is called commedia dell'arte which is a heightened sense of reality where you play everything as deeply as you possibly can. It's certainly what I used when I play Ari, played Ari Gold and Entourage. And I don't know how to, I don't even have a B show. That's what's so crazy is, and you know, to maybe to a fault, you know, um, I don't know how to kind of, I, I don't want to say phone it in, but I don't know how to not fully commit. Yes. So maybe, Except during this interview. This interview will definitely be a viciously mediocre interview. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, you know, we always aim for A shows as well here. But, you know, we do a call it after two beers because we don't start recording until we've had a few drinks. And then occasionally oh. we end up with a B or a C show. Oh, and, my God. And it wasn't intentional. It was, uh, we're going to blame it on the booze. Fireball. Whatever. <laughs> Now, I must say, I was reading through your very impressive bio on the Helium's webpage, and I was a little disappointed. My favorite Jeremy Piven character was not listed. Why was there no love for draws on PCU? 
you know, I have I have no idea. I mean, listen, I've done over seventy movies. I've been I've been around forever, and uh, a lot, it, it's just interesting because movies like that have become kind of you know cult classics in a way, and you know there are all these variables when a movie is released, um, and it wasn't a hit at the time at all. Um, they d- didn't quite know how to market it. The the tagline was flunk them if they can't take a joke, and it's kind of a this kind of a dad joke, you know. It's just <laughs> one of those moments where you you do everything you can, and it was also ahead of its time. I mean, right now p- there needs to be a PCU movie because you know we're we're living in very interesting, strange times where um, there is a there is people are overcorrecting to a certain respect. Uh, even Todd Phillips came out recently and said, listen, he can't, he stopped doing comedy because he was afraid of offending people. And then everyone was outraged. It's like, well, no, you're proving his point. Right. And that's a really good point. And we've had a lot of comedians we've welcomed to this podcast and they've talked about that. Just last week, we had Dan Cummings on the show and he mentioned about how much he loved the Chappelle's new Netflix episode because he dove into those taboo subjects that you're not supposed to discuss and you're exactly right i mean you're everyone is so afraid to say something that's going to get you on twitter and and basically your career could be ruined by just upsetting the old chappelle chappelle is one of those guys who you know he's a hero and um he's one of these people who um you don't have to agree with him, but he is embracing his freedom of speech. And the stand-up comedy arena uh, is – it feels like one of the last arenas that you can exercise that in. And if you take that away, it's sad because we need that, and we need to be able to laugh and laugh at ourselves. And and some a guy like that is speaking – he's just he's, – he's brilliant. He's insightful. He's edgy. And and he's just trying to be funny, and entertain people, and he and he gets to that. And if you look at the joke that offended people the most, the way he framed it was genius. He said, "You know, I'm going to do um, some impressions," and then he doesn't. He, and then he doesn't do impressions. Right. He, he does anti-impressions about the Constitution being written, and then the manifestation of that, and where we are now with that. And then he did an impression of people shooting him down for his comedy. And he asked them who, who the impression was. And he said, it's you. It's yes. you people. Because everyone is so incredibly sensitive right now. Um, if someone tells a joke, should they be hung because of the ideology that was supposedly behind that joke? Should we, should we now cancel this person? You know, it's 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 a very very strange time. Uh, Bill Burr, you know, also dove into that realm brilliantly. And but you, listen, you you have to understand these are two guys. They're at the top of their game. They're incredibly prolific. They don't need to be doing film and TV or anything else. They they are um, on top of their game and you know are self sufficient uh, as stand ups. So they are able to say whatever they want because they've built this incredible audience. 
And so I don't think a, a lot of other people have that luxury. And yet the irony is if you play that way it, any in any creative medium wh where you have nothing to lose, you're going to be working on your highest vibration. You're going to be crushing it. But, you know, people are afraid, you know, that they'll dig up, a, you know, a, a moment that you said something that might offend a certain group. Um, right. I mean, look, your your job is up there to, to speak the truth and to connect with an audience and make them laugh. So now is that and, why you do stand up comedy? Is that so that like you can be yourself? Yeah, I mean it's selfishly it's it's a chance for me to be in the same room with people and then for them to get a sense of who I am as opposed to a fictional character. You know, I didn't write entourage. I I am not an abrasive, reactive Hollywood agent who's in a position of power whose main goal is money. Um I, I, we gave that character as much dimension as possible. He was monogamous. He he was loyal to his clients, but he was you know abrasive and an equal opportunity offender and um, all of those things. Wait, wait, uh, I'm wait, a stage wait, actor from Chicago. Wait, wait, uh, who's a journeyman actor you're and saying, have been my whole life. You're saying this stuff's uh, not real? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, you you know that's funny, and yet I talk about this in my set. Uh, that you'll be able to see me at the Helium Comedy Club on the 17th through the 19th. <laughs> nice transition. Nicely um, done. I, I talk about the confusion that people have, you know, and I'm. there's a compliment there that people think that, you know, that I'm Ari Gold. And, you know, they they associate me with that character and that ideology and and Hollywood and, and, and a uh, an agent in a position of power and all that kind of stuff. And that's not who I am. And then people get to come and see who I am. And I, t I tell stories from my life and I do impressions and it's observational humor. And people have said to me afterwards, they, the predominant thing I hear is I had no idea you were this funny. And that's, <laughs> and it sounds crazy coming from me telling you that. And I, it sounds ridiculous, but it's a, it's a backhanded compliment. You know, I've 70 movies into the game and you're just now getting that I'm funny. Right. But so, but at the same time, the idea that I can make people laugh and one of the club owners early on said to me, are you okay disappointing the audience? And I was like, what? what? He said, because they have a certain expectation of you from your acting and then you're going to let them down as a stand-up." And I said, I would never waste anyone's time. I don't want to. I respect the form. I've studied it. I love it. Um, I've been on stage since I was eight years old and I've been studying the game and, and now been doing it. And I want to I want to exceed expectations. You guys work hard for your money. Why would I waste your time yeah. and your money? And so I want to create an incredible experience while also showing people who I am. And that's a gift now, to be it, able to do it. it. It goes without saying that you're obviously very well known for what you've done on screen. But do you feel more comfortable on stage versus being on screen? Um, yeah, probably. Sorry, do I feel more comfortable on stage than on screen, or what you said? Meaning, which do you enjoy more? Um, I I think when you're when you're on stage and you can present an entire piece just in its entirety and get the momentum that you need, because acting is a momentum sport, and I think comedy is as well. And you can make people laugh in real time and be all in the same room together. That's pretty gratifying. You know, I just came off the set today, and. Uh, 
it's really fun to do that on set and you're always trying to create that momentum on set that you have on stage so selfishly it's more gratifying to do stage stuff because you're just there you get to see in real time if it works or not trying new material that's exciting does it work does it not work um all, all that's pretty thrilling and i love i love that the stakes are really high when you come to the helium comedy club pe people are, you know they don't know what to expect they go jeremy piven oh is that going to be is he going to be showing a screening is he going to be q a is it a fireside chat you know is he going to be yelling at lloyd you know what's happening i love is he it passing through just to go to a bears game so yeah, right. we, we need to talk is he about doing this. yoga. <laughs> so I get that you grew up in Chicago, but the Packers are not that much further north than than Chicago. I read somewhere, actually AJ, who is a producer of our show, and Gibbler, they're both huge Bears fans. And I just want to know if this is something that you've tried to fix over time. Is oh come root, on now! Is to root for somebody you don't else. Have to or... fix that. <laughs> so are you a, a diehard sports fan? Are you a big Bears fan? Yeah, I'm a huge Bears fan. Um, I, it's for many reasons, but I think also because I grew up watching the Bears with my father, and so we had that shared experience. And, you know, being from that town, I'm proud of my town, my city. And uh, it's emotional. You know, you once you have that tie, you never you can never let it go. In a while. So, I yeah, agree. It, no, I mean, because especially because I live here in Indiana, and everybody wonders why I'm a Bears fan. And my dad was very old school. I watched football with my dad. And he said, you don't pick up and just start rooting for a team that gets up in the middle of the night and moves to Indiana. So I, I was born and raised a Bears fan. Well, so there you go. kudos. So were you, ha I mean, not to be happy that somebody gets injured, <laughs> but the Bears actually did look better this week when Trubisky had to leave the game. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, this is, I think there are two different types of people, those that are, happy for other people's misfortunes um and i it sounds like i'm getting very heavy right now like you know and this is not a judgment i anytime a guy goes down look that guy worked has been working his entire life as a quarterback he had a shoulder injury he'll be back he was getting better and better he's an elite athlete but then you have this other guy who's you know in his early 30s and he's been a backup quarterback his whole life but he's been the best quarterback on every field he's ever walked on you know and now he's getting a shot so yeah. i love the underdog i love mitch i love the whole scenario now you got guys competing for a job now they're both going to get better because of it the bears are going to become better and i'll see you at the super bowl ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba -ba. <laughs> i may still know how to do the super bowl shuffle <laughs> jeremy piven you're a nice guy <laughs> I, uh, I won't. I, they wouldn't believe me anyway. <laughs> I got one more question. We'll let you run. Of all the things that you've done, both in Hollywood and, and in New York and Broadway and Chicago and everywhere all over the world, what's been your most rewarding character or your favorite character that you've played? Wow, that's a great question. Um, wow, what a good question. Um, I think I think the 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 deepest i had to go was playing buddy israel and smoking aces where Ooh, yeah, um it, if you look at that cast it was just a little before it's time you've got the cast is like ryan reynolds and ben affleck and common taraji henson and you know it's just chris pines it just goes on and on and on ray Liotta, and 
and I, I, I played a very, very tragic character. Wannabe gangster who was a magician in <laughs> Vegas and just like, you know, a cokehead and out of his mind and, and incredibly tragic. And I had to just go to the, I had to go to that place and go really, really deep. I'm doing a movie right now playing opposite Taron Manning and Bruce Stern called uh, Crabs in a Bucket. Um, and we're shooting it right now in New Jersey and this is a great character. I played opposite Jamie Foxx in something uh, that he wrote and directed, a directorial debut called All-Star Weekend, where I get to play opposite Jamie, and Jamie is the most talented guy I've ever been around in my life. And to go to toe-to-toe with him, comedically, dramatically, all that, that it was as rewarding as it comes. And stand-up, watch this transition. Nice. Like, for instance, when you come to the Helium Comedy Club <laughs> on the 17th, and you get to see me you know, telling stories, doing impressions. This is who, this is what I'm capable of doing and the full spectrum. Uh, and yeah, I had to learn stand up, you know, uh, and, and I was a late bloomer to stand up, but everything that I've done is informed this journey. And so, you know, whether you believe I can do it, can't do it, love her, love me, hate me, whatever, show up and, and let's see, let's see it happen. And it's my job to make you laugh, and it's an honor. Well, Mr. Piven, you I go have it. a drink on us because you brought your A game today too. <laughs> thank you, sir. Yes. No, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I hope to uh, to to raise. I have a tasty libation with you kids when I on the seventeenth. We that will. Awesome. We will absolutely. We'll come up and talk to you. But thank you so much. As you've mentioned, I, I, maybe once. Let me make sure that we read. Uh, you let the listeners know again that you will be at the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis Thursday, October 17th at 8, Friday, October 18th, 7.30 and 10, Saturday, October 19th, 7.30 and 10, and you can get tickets now for that event. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, it was, Thank very, you guys. It was a pleasure. Cheers. See you Cheers. soon.